This is The Bible in Depth with PJ. Join us as we take a deeper look into scriptures and study the Word of God together. Now here is Pastor Jim. Hello everybody, how you doing? It's good to see you again. Uh, joining me here on Wednesday night, whether you're doing this live or you're going to watch it later on on Facebook again or YouTube or download it as a podcast. But just thanks for joining us. And uh, we're currently going through uh, different psalms, not the entirety of a psalm. We're taking pieces of specific psalms. And today we're going to take a piece of Psalm 105. And I've, I've called this one the forerunner. <clears throat> now, have you ever thought that you could be the forerunner. The forerunner in your family, the forerunner in your sphere of influence. Let me tell you what I mean as we progress through this message. I remember being 22 years old, and I had a friend of mine who had got married, um, and then a year earlier, but when we turned 22, I turned 22, he and his wife purchased a home. And when he did that, I thought to myself, well, if he can do it, so can I. I mean, my parents, obviously, they owned a home. They, but I thought at my age, at 22, I, I could do that. And my point being, he went first of us young guys. And he plowed the road. He was the forerunner to make me see that I could do something like that also. Now, I want you to stop and think. Some people in your family, they were first. There was somebody maybe who was the first to get a college degree. That was my brother Steve, got his degree, he was a math teacher for decades. Somebody in your family was maybe the first to start a business. That was my parents. Um, in my family, we even had a first, somebody who was first to sign a contract with a major record label and that was my sister Lucia in the 60s. She signed with RCA, which is a huge company back then. I think it goes by a little different name now, but it's still around. You see, <clears throat> there are more things that people went first in, but you get my point. We see, we live in this land of great opportunity. I know some people say it's not. Don't listen to them. See, I refuse to let my kids, and I'm not going to let my grandkids play any kind of victim mentality and expect others to give to them. I refuse that. There is no self-respect in that, in my opinion. I want them to go out, use what God has given them, the doors of opportunity in the greatest land in the world, with God at their side, and they could do stuff. But I think all of us would agree now, back to the issue, that we, we are called to go first. We are called to be the forerunner, plow the road. And in, within that, to make a better... Uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, what could be, what it could be like. <clears throat> See, have you ever thought that what you're working for, working towards, striving after, sacrificing for, just might be of greater benefit to those after you or those you have influence over? See, you could be a forerunner, a plower of the future. So today we're going to look at such a thing. Um, in an abbreviated description in Psalm 105 of a much larger narrative that's found in Genesis. Because we're not going to go in Genesis, but Joseph, who's the, the person that's talking about here, <coughs> Genesis, most of Genesis is devoted to him in his life. 
But we're going to look at um, five verses here in Psalm 105 of how Joseph was the forerunner. Joseph plowed the road. He's the one who made a better future. So let me give you today four characteristics of a forerunner. The first one is, is the plower. The plower. Now, verse 16 and 17 says this. And he, that's God, called for a famine upon the land. He broke the whole staff of bread. <coughs> he, that's God, sent a man, that's Joseph, before them. Joseph, who was sold as a slave. Mm. Let me give you an interesting little quick sidebar. I love quick sidebars. If you think about all of creation in the beginning, God began way back in Genesis. He creates the entire world with an abundance of food. They had all they needed. Flash forward now to Joseph's time, and now God sends a man to save a starving world that's lacking food. What a great picture of Jesus Christ he is, huh? Jesus came to a world that was starving spiritually, <laughs> started with all the abundance and now starving spiritually through the rejection of God and sin, and he comes to save a starving spiritual world. Joseph is doing in the physical, Jesus did in the spiritual. Now, notice, God calls for a famine in verse 16, but if you know your chronology and your timetables, you know that verse 17 is 20 years before <clears throat> um, before verse um, before verse 16. He calls a man named Joseph to be the plower, the forerunner, the pioneer. <clears throat> now, I want you to notice something. And as I studied this out, I thought, oh, that's interesting. I never really looked at that part before within this whole concept. And I love the fact that the Bible always gives me fresh insight and fresh manna, man, when you cook it in the oven and really sit on it. In verse 17, Joseph, we'll call him the before man because he sent a man before. He's the before man. But he's plowing the way for them. The them is the after people. Oh. See, every one of us should be both the before man and the after people. What do you, what do you, Jim? Okay, let me, let me explain. My mother. I've shared with you her life before. My mother was a before woman. In my life, she was the before woman. She started the, the family business. And I received the benefit from that as the after person. But then I grew up and God called me to start a church and I became the before man. I watched my mother build a business and now it, something happened where God says, call, he calls me. Uh, to be the foreman to start this. And then Dylan, my son, um, he becomes the after person. He sees all this happening. And now Dylan wants to start the church that he hasn't been able to start because of COVID. And he becomes the before man. But he's going to be the before man for others. See, every one of us should be, and, and by the way, it expands outside the family. It's wider than that because you take Pastor Charlie Headley to our students. He desires to start a church in the future. So I think I have a little, 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 little bit of being a before man in his life. And he's an after person watching it all happen. But he will become a before man to others. Every one of us is a before man and every one of us is the after person. It should be going on, onward motion like that. We're forerunners. We're plowing the road. Now, um, 
<coughs> now, let me give you a, another quick sidebar. It says his brothers sold him. Did they sell him? You better believe they sold him. But God used them selling him to send him into Egypt. See, here's the thing. His brothers sent him, or I should say sold him, but God sent him. His brothers sold him, but God sent him. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Let me give you another sidebar. His dad loved him, but his brothers hated him. That's a picture of Jesus, is it not? Absolutely. Now, so we see the plower, and then you move to the pain. Now, the pain is found in verse 18. They afflicted his feet with fetters. Mm. He himself was laid in irons. Now we see the pain. Make no mistake about it. When you're a plower of the road, a forerunner of the future, you will experience pain. You will suffer as you move forward. Joseph is sold into slavery. That's human trafficking at the time. He then is falsely accused of rape and thrown into prison. And yet, he helps others in the prison, and in the prison they abandon him. Is that pain, pain, and more pain? Yeah, it's a lot of pain. You know what I like about him? Once again, he doesn't play the victim. You know what he does? He keeps on doing the right thing. He keeps believing that God, what God told him in that dream years ago, that that thing is going to happen. Now, about pain. Plowing the road is pain. Being the forerunner, there is pain. <clears throat> For some of you, getting that degree, all the studying, all the sacrifice, all the staying up late, to get into the profession you want, that was pain, but you got there. For some of you built the business, and you know that shaky ground when you start, the money's not coming in, and you might have been maxing out credit cards or something, or taking money out of your house to get it going, get it going, get it going, and you're sacrificing, and then it turns the corner. That was pain. For some of you, you turn the corner, you decide, I'm getting off drugs, I'm getting off alcohol, I'm getting off tobacco, whatever it is, and you did it because you wanted a better life and you wanted your kids to see a better life. That was painful, but you did it. Some of you hit rocky spots in a marriage, and it was tough. But you told yourself, I am not going to follow the path of maybe your parents' divorce. I'm not going to follow that path. And it was painful, but you stuck it out. You worked it out. You followed God. You did the right things. Instead of what you wanted to do, you did what was right. And now you have a great marriage. Look, plowing the road, being a forerunner, you're going to experience pain, just like Joseph did. But that leads to the third thing after being the plower and you experience the pain. Then comes the patience. Mm, okay, watch this now. Here's my, my favorite part of the little story. Verse 19. It says, Until the time that His word came to pass, the word of, God, word of the Lord tested Him. Notice the key transitional word until 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 what until the time came to pass until the moment came see there is a moment in time when the time is right 
there's a moment in time when everything shifts from being, you know, you're plowing and then the pain, the pain, the pain of making it happen, trying to make it happen. And then it shifts until, there's an until moment. When all of a sudden things took a turn for the better. This is when God gets Joseph out of that prison. He has gone through hell for 13 years. Now, let me give you a key truth. Because this is true of every one of us as we move toward a better future. God could have delivered Joseph years earlier from his pioneering, painful plight. He could have done it years earlier. Question. Why did God wait until now? Well, it says there in verse 19, the Word of God tested him. Whoa, don't miss it. Don't miss it because you'll save yourself some pain. You'll save yourself pain. You'll save pain for others. Just listen. The Word of God tested him. God could have delivered him years ago, put him in the position of prime minister of Egypt, second in command and full power. Could have done it years ago, but he waited until a certain time. The Word of God tested him. You know what the word tested means? To refine. To purge. To separate the dross from gold or silver by fire. Hmm. Here's the point. God gave Joseph a word, a dream, I should say, 13 years earlier, before he was finally released from prison through all that pain. And the dream was that he'd be above his family and he'd be of all kinds of people. He'd have a high position in life with major influence. But he had to be refined and he had to be purged by fire. Let's call that the patient processing time. Okay, let me, let me save you people. I, I've been in, in leadership for a long, long time now, so I got a little bit of experience. Never, ever put someone in a position that they're just not ready for. Don't do it. They will cause you problems because they can't do it, because they're not prepared for it. They've never gone through the fire. See. They've never gone through the process of developing within that system to move up to the rank of taking over that position. They just can't come in with no experience say, here I am, they're just going to fail. You've set them up for failure. Don't listen to people say, well, I think they'd be a good choice. Okay, what track record do they have? What history do they have running a ministry that they don't have any? Well, why would I put them in there? They've never been processed in life. They've never gone through the refining process. Let me tell you a little secret about Joseph. This man, when he is sold as a slave into Potiphar's house, guess what he does? He administrates. He takes over and he administrates a, a Potiphar's home. When he gets uh, uh, accused of rape and thrown into prison, then in there he administrates the prison. Do you notice how he's using his gifts wherever he goes in a larger capacity? And he's not pouting about it. And then finally he interprets the dream gets out and now he administrates all of Egypt and the grain um, saving and dispersing of that. Every, every step is a higher level, higher level, higher level, greater expansion of usage of that gift. You just don't throw people in when they've not been involved in such things as that and progressing up the ladder. But let me tell you another one. Just as important as developing those gifts that we have. 
through the refining testing process. You know what one of the biggest tests Joseph went through during that time? <coughs> An integrity test with Potiphar's wife. She wanted to have sex with him in the house so no one's there. She's a married woman. He's a single young guy. An integrity test. Integrity. We get the word from integer, a whole number. See, God wants to use whole people at top levels. So not only do you develop the gift, you also develop the ability to say no to wrong things. Now, <laughs> Joseph went from the plower to pain to patience, the until time, to be transformed into a person to be able to walk in the biggest dream that God gave him. Now, I read this, um, um, I don't know, I think it was about eight, nine years ago. It's a leadership statement, and I've never forgot it. And, I, and boy, it's one of the things I really hold on to and think about. And it goes like this. How high you wish to rise in life depends on the amount of pain you can endure. How high you wish to rise in life depends on the amount of pain you can endure. And that's just true. If you don't believe it, look at Joseph, look at Jesus. They both endured a lot of pain and they raised, rose higher. See, many people don't like the responsibility, they don't like the pain, they just back away and they never succeed in the steps of development in life into for bigger expansion, bigger expansion, to finally walk in the highest position they could have walked in in life. How high you wish to rise in life depends on the amount of pain you can endure. Just never forget that. Now, here's what I like about Joseph. He went through 13 years of pain, patience, but he seems to have never doubted the dream that God gave him, even when the circumstances dictated, not going to happen, Joseph. You're in Potiphar's house, you're a slave, you're in the prison accused of rape, um, you're in the prison, these, you help these people, they get out, they don't tell Pharaoh about you. It's never going to happen, but he never gave up on the dream, never did. He kept his faith. And it led to the fourth thing, and that is the position. Uh, he's the plower, and then he goes to the pain. And from the pain is the patience, the until moment, and now the position. And that's 20 and 21. Watch. The king sent and released him. The ruler of peoples and set him free. He made him Lord of his house. Pharaoh makes him the Lord of his own house. And he makes him ruler over all his possessions. Pharaoh owns it all. And he makes Joseph ruler over everything, Lord over everything. Think about it. Think about it. Forerunner, you're the plower of the road. You experience pain as you keep plowing. And there's a patience for things that turn as God is refining you and taking out the dross to make you gold and silver more pure so you're ready to walk in the position both, both gifted-wise and integrity-wise. And now it comes to the place where you're the Lord and you're the ruler. That's a high position. You don't just jump into positions like that. Now, he, it was... It was all done because he plowed the road to, to save his family and to save the world from famine. That's all done that. Like Jesus. Let me reinforce the thought and let me take this thing home. No one, and I mean no one, 
can make a sudden change into a high elevated position of leadership unless you've gone through the numbing and humbling process to carry there, that you've gone through that process. No one can. If you have no track record to be able to walk in the position, why are you even applying for the position? No one's going to hire you. They'll even wonder why you're applying. But no one. There's a humbling process that you go through to be able to walk in high-level positions, and that's just true. But you, like Joseph, who eventually got there, saved his family, and saved the world, you're the plower of a better future. And so the question is, what road are you plowing? And I like the way Joseph, at the end of Genesis, kind of finished it all, because I've said it before, you all, we, we, all of us understand in reverse. When he's going through, why am I having to go all through this? And then finally he saves his family, and he says, ah, oh, here's what his statement was in Genesis 50. He says, guys, when you sold me, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. That many would be saved. I understood what I understand that why I had to plow the road, go through the pain, have to be patient to finally walk in the position that God meant for good so I could save you guys, the very ones who sold me. I plowed the road for a better future. And you know what? That's true of all of us. And I hope we take that challenge that we're plowing the road. We're the forerunners of a better future for those who come after us, those around us. Well, I'm going to pause there. We're going to end there. And I hope this helps you somehow today. Hey, God bless you. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions or need prayer, please send us an email to hello at nbcc.com. We'd love it if you would subscribe to this podcast and take a second to rate it. Until then, we'll see you next time.